0: Hey everybody, I'm Kelly Ellers.
1: I'm Jeffrey Lennon.
0: And this is Volume Up by The Teens. All right, we're nearing the end of summer. School is approaching. School with masks, school at home with no masks. What shall it be? That's where
1: we're at. Exactly, depending on the state. Listeners, we're with you, we feel you. Yeah. I don't envy anyone. Um, it's And also, I mean, the end of summer, period is crazy. Like, right. how do we get here? All of those memes of like 20, 22, <laughs> chasing, twi- I, like I'm, I'm <laughs> the time, it's all, what are we even doing? All the thing. How did it happen? Yeah. Speaking of where did the time go, where we've got another incredible episode for you guys. On last week's episode, Kelly, you spoke with Kimberly Carney, founder and chief executive officer of Fashwire and Glosswire, on the digitization of beauty, clean beauty and industry projections. If you like learning more about the industry, those who are enacting change and creating a better world, make sure that you subscribe, rate, and review, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at ReatTheTease, and send in questions to volume up at thetease.com.
0: This week, we brought back the friend of the pod, Mickey Wright, host of Beauty Superstars, in her role as a business coach to talk about pricing. You know, if you go to my hometown or even some smaller salons in larger towns, customers are paying $20 for a full cut, but that is just clearly not sustainable. As our industry crawls our way back out, we wanted to talk with Mickey to share her tips on how to ensure you or your salon are charging what you're worth. So on the pod, Mickey is going to share all of her tips to taking a look, evaluating what your pricing structure is. You know, I actually asked her, how often should you change your pricing? Mm -hmm. And she's going to share that on the pod today. So some really, really great insight from our friend of the pod, Mickey Wright.
1: So before we get to our interview, let's talk about something that's top of mind for both of us. And really a lot of us, um, mostly because we're worried that it's going to get canceled again. uh, Mm -hmm. And that's the Met Gala. Look, this Delta variant is ruining all sorts of stuff. And it might cause us to not have this moment again, which is a real shame because it's a lot of fun. So we're going to talk about this, Kelly. What are your what are some of your favorite Met Gala looks of all time?
0: So I'm going to kick it back pretty far, pretty far back all the way to 1974,
1: Ooh. Very iconic
0: look. I was not, I was not alive yet.
1: N- not even a glint in no. Nope.
0: nope. <laughs> but you know who was? Cher. Cher was. Ah. Hmm. And her 1974 Bob Mackie, basically a totally see-through number with fur or with feather arms and feather From basically the calf down was pretty much one of my all-time
1: solids what about you really Cher can probably do no wrong so good call on that one I mean for me it's like it's Rihanna or Rihanna if we're talking Anna Wintour um that's how she (laughs) pronounces it um I mean just because she always delivers so like when she was the pope when she came with the big yellow like you know it's Rihanna she can do no wrong uh and I'm always looking forward to sort of what she's gonna show up in, as, yeah. etc., cetera. Mm-hmm. Gaga comes to mind, Celine Dion. Oh, I mean, like, because she's so crazy in the best way. There's the nothing, like, way. we're not shading anybody's mental health. Um, she's a kook, and we like that at the Met Gala, right? I really that's, like it. That's what you we're know, looking for.
0: If I had to go as someone's date, it would mm. definitely be Sarah Jessica Parker. I mean, she slays it every time, from the hair, to the makeup, to the accessories. I mean, she she is wonderful, clearly, but she sticks out kind of year over year.
1: Any looks that you find that have not stood, stood the test of time? Things that you wouldn't maybe try on for yourself? Hmm. I mean, the trick is, like, you don't want the outfit to wear you. And these things, you know, sometimes can go left, where the The look doesn't quite land. Um, I'm looking at like some Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra moments. Those seem to be a little bit unfortunate.
0: You know, Jeff, and there's one that I really don't like. And I'm going to tell you that is Katy Perry from 2019, where she came dressed as the candelabra from Beauty and the Beast. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Lumiere. Lumiere, not lumiere. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, not,
0: you know... How'd she sit down? I
1: don't. Camp, know. camp. You, you don't, you don't sit in that. I guess. No, um, no. <laughs> it lit up too, right? Well, that it was lit the up.
0: There was a head thing, a yeah. weight thing. It was awful.
1: Yeah, not, not her best. But I mean, mm-hmm. Katy Perry is a real hit or miss.
0: She is. She goes hard either way.
1: <laughs> this is true. So we want to know, uh, listeners. <laughs> do you think that the Met Gala is going to happen, Kelly? What are your thoughts? Do you think that it's going to be a thing?
0: No, I do not. <laughs> I think it's going to be pushed off. I do.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's tough to hear. That's I, I'm going to go with that it. it's going to happen. Um, okay. And we want to, we, again, we want to hear from you guys. So if you think it's going to happen and you're looking forward to seeing someone in particular showing up in their finest, you let us know. Send us an email, DM us. We want to talk about it. Uh, yeah. And if you don't think it's going to happen and you're really upset about it, we also want to know about that. So talk to us too. Talk to us about that. All right. Other things that are happening in the news, thetease.com. Top of mind for us, incredible pieces of content uploaded constantly. And we're going to talk about some of our favorite articles from thetease.com of late. Kelly, you're first up. What are you into?
0: All right. I'm here for Pravana's Truity, which is giving transparency a place in clean hair care. So it comes to our products. We know that our ingredients matter. It has become a topic that we care more about day over day, right? So we're in the beauty aisle. We're pouring over ingredients of the labels, of the oil, the serum, the cleanser, all of these toxic ingredients, which of a lot you can't pronounce, right? So (laughs) that's why Pravana is making transparency a top priority with their new clean hair collection, Truity. So our editors dive into it talk a little bit about why it's unique and different. So kudos to
1: the team over at Pravana. In the same vein Mm -hmm. of something (laughs) that's clean, uh, is an article that is called Odell splashes into body care with four new body washes. Now you guys know on this podcast for quick takes, we are very interested in whether people are into bar soap or body wash I myself am a body wash person. And and so this is especially relevant to me. I'm constantly looking for something that is good and good for the world. Uh, So Adele, yeah, people are aware of the beauty brand for shampoos and conditioners and other care. They're moving on into body care with these body washes. There's four new scents. Yeah. And so this article is all about sort of what they've got in terms of formulation, um, how the brand sort of came to this category. Uh, and yeah, you should definitely check it out, especially if you're in the, the business of looking for a new body wash.
0: I love it. I'm always in the market because I am a body wash, not a bar soap. Yeah, no, I don't know if we've ever asked you. You've got to be a wash. Are you soap? Are you a bar?
1: I'm definitely a body wash. That's just, right. Bar soap <laughs> is disgusting. <laughs> Environmentally friendly, but disgusting. Not that I want yeah. to discourage our guests yeah. from being team body. I mean, like if you like a bar soap, that's your life. But mm-hmm. but again, Odell, New Body Washes, thetease.com. Check out that article and then maybe add to cart.
0: Add to cart. All right, next up, Beauty App Super Great is your one-stop shop for all things beauty. So in a world full of video platforms, we've got TikTok, we've got Reels. We are being... Overserved on all subjects, but this one app is taking a more niche approach and it's called Super Great. They launched back in 2018, but it provides a space for our community to come together. So, curious about Super Great, head on over to the
1: Love that. All about a new app. Okay. The last article that I'm choosing for this week is Olivia Garden Tap celebrity hairstylist Kylie Heath as its new brand ambassador. So, we all know and love Olivia Garden Professional Hair Tools. They have recently, as this article's title suggests, picked up a new brand ambassador, which is none other than celebrity hairstylist and trendsetter Kylie Heath. Kylie, well known probably to the Volume Up podcast yes. listeners, has worked with Nicole Kidman, Amy Poehler, Asa Gonzalez, Rachel McAdams, a ton of people. Uh, we love the clientele that she's got really interesting hairstyles over the years. Uh, Yeah, and I'm really excited to see sort of what this partnership is gonna look like for OG. So head over to thetease.com for more deets and then check out Kylie Heath on Instagram. As always, so much going on at thetease.com. Thank you to our hardworking editors. We are proud to publish the stories that salon pros and consumers care about.
0: All right, friend of the pod again, Mickey Wright. All right. Today on the podcast, we have Mickey Wright, who is a stylist, salon owner, business coach, and now podcaster. <laughs> um, she's been recognized and featured in many publications, including on the thetease.com and on volume up right here on our podcast. Um, also beauty superstars. Um, her podcast features black beauty bosses each week who tell their story to better support the salon professional community. So we are here again, Mickey. It's so great to have you on. And we're going to talk about pricing
2: today. Yes. Well, it's super <laughs> exciting to be back. So thank you so much. Uh, can't wait to talk I, about pricing.
0: <laughs> I know you're, our, you're a podcast regular. I don't think anyone has appeared as many oh, times wow. on the
2: tease. So I am, I am honored.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so I know that, you know, you are an expert in all things, pricing, business coaching for the salon professional industry. So this is a really important topic, especially as we possibly go back into a big old question mark again. I mean, this time we maybe see it coming. So we're going to talk about some strategies from a pricing perspective there. Um, Certainly having salon prices that make sense to your business model, expenses and goals is critical to success in our industry. So to kick it off, I would love some insight on pricing in general. Why is this a hot topic? Do a lot of people struggle with this? Give me your thousand thousand foot view on
2: salon pricing. Yeah, well, I've actually just been, you know, inside some of the groups having conversations with people that I coach and, you know, have worked with throughout, you know, my career, as well as my own experience. And, you know, it's, it's not uncommon for us to not want to have the conversations about pricing with their clients. Yeah. You know? And when we're asked, you know, how much does it cost? We think about um, discounting. It's like, well, I don't really want to tell them the real I price. Know. So it's like, I'll just knock a little off of it and it won't really make too much of a difference. And they'll still like me and still come to me. Or um, right now, what I'm seeing a lot of is stylists who are really burnt out. Okay. And they are working long hours. Their, you know, clients are, you know, more demanding in many cases, and they have a hard time saying no. And sure. so, pricing can make a huge difference in terms of what your actual day looks like. You know, I'm, I'm a big proponent of working smarter um, okay. versus harder, and yeah. actually being at your creative best. Because when we're trying to squeeze everybody in and push to the limits, we're not that creative, you know? Yeah. Right. We're not going home feeling like, oh, wow, I had the best day or, oh, wow, I can't wait to get to the salon today. We're like, uh, you know,
0: and you, and you know, if we are knocking some dollars off the top, you know, it's, it's probably natural to feel a little bit slighted, right. Or upset that you did that.
2: Yeah, I I call that kind of the resentful stylist. Okay. You know, you do great work. You know, it's like your clients, you know, like you or what have you, but you know, you're supposed to be charging more, whether Mm -hmm. you're discounting, whether you just haven't raised your prices in several years, um, whether you are, um, you know, just kind of adding in those services, throwing in. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to so many people. It's like, well, I just throw in their trim or throw in their color. And, you know, you become resentful that it's right. like, wow, I did all that. And then you, you know, look at your pockets and you're like, and this is all I got. Yeah,
0: totally. So what is that biggest hurdle that causes people not to price things correctly?
2: Well, I think there's two things. One is where do you learn it? You know, <laughs> Fair. Yes, as, as hairstylists, you know, there isn't, or hasn't been a place where you really learn like what to price, how to okay. charge all of those types of things. And then You know, years ago, I was part of a group, PBA, which is now morphed, or it was TSA, the Salon Association, and it's now morphed into PBA, the Professional Beauty Association. And that's the only show I've ever been to where they had a course on confidence. And Mm. I was, you know, kind of saying that at at the time, like, hmm. Right. but then they spoke about how big an issue confidence or lack of confidence is in our industry, and I really saw it from a completely different light. It's like, wow, it's huge. We're not really comfortable in, um, you know, what we're doing, what we're offering, the value that it brings yeah. to the clients, and being able to represent that and tell the, you know, explain to the clients why this is the pricing or what have you, because we don't even have a why. You know, many yeah. times we kind of pulled something out of the air. Yeah, and that's the price. Yeah, I got it. So, you know, in your career,
0: where did you learn that pricing model that you now coach from?
2: Well, actually, again, again, two (laughs) things, I guess. One is like my mom was in the industry um, part of the time when I was growing up. And so she was a great role model if you will even though I had right. no idea I was going into the industry and, so, <laughs> and um, yeah she years ago had a, a group of you know really newbie stylists and she sat down with each one and asked them you know what do you you know want to make you know for the week and this was you know, <clears throat> 20, 30 years ago, or what have you. And so she's like, Well, you know, young, new person, you know, to the work world, just talented and all of that good stuff. And she's like, Well, I think $100 a week would be good. And, you know, my mother was like, You can't (laughs) stay here and make $100 a week. Like, that's that's not the goal, you know. So, you know, that kind of, of training, I guess, from early on. And then my first salon, you know, which I took time to actually find the right salon. And I knew that I wanted to kind of upscale, you know, atmosphere and, and the okay. mentoring that I could get in the learning and training. But um, also it was, you know, more high end and the prices were the prices. So it's like when you work there, it's like you have to open your mouth and yeah. make your mouth say, oh, it's going to be, you know, $65 or whatever right. it been at that time. So yeah, those are, are parts of it, but okay. there's, you know, other things that go into the equation.
0: Got it. So if I'm a stylist right now and I'm like, you know what? I am working many more hours. I'm trying to cram as many people in as I can. Maybe my client's pocketbooks are stretched as well because we've all been hit by the pandemic. How do they, how do you, or what's your advice to that stylist that's saying, I do want to raise my prices. How do I start? like where do i go how much do i raise it from and how do i tell my clients right
2: right well those are all like really yeah. big questions <laughs> <laughs> and there isn't necessarily like a one size fit all answer which is part of the challenge sure. you know their first move usually is to go on Facebook and write in like, oh, wow, you know, this person said I, you know, that my price was high. What are you guys charging? And you guys are all over the whole entire world, you know? Sure, sure. (laughs) And so you're getting all these different prices and you don't have no idea if any of them mirror your business model or the things that you want. So I always, you know, advise, you know, one, looking at what are you providing? You know, what are the services and that type of thing? And, you know, are you enjoying the services that you're providing? So it's like, we work on that, you know, it's like in the, the luxury hairstylist uh, blueprint. It's like, we actually walk you through a process, you know, in defining, you know, what your day looks like and okay. what you want to make. And then of course you got to include your expenses, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of what money is going out the door to begin with so that you actually end up with profit versus just making some money.
0: True. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it sounds like it's a pretty, as you mentioned, blueprinted out process for you. With that communication to clients, do you find that clients, if it's explained properly, are open to those price increases, tend to understand? I mean, I'm sure it's all about the
2: delivery, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think clients expect it. You know, yeah. they've they, They are doing a business transaction, even though we're having a friendly, you know, environment or what have you. And so, you know, everything else in the world has gone up. You know, if you go to the grocery store, the groceries have gone up. You go to the gas station, the gas is higher. You go Mm -hmm. everywhere and everything has gone up except hairstylist. And so, (laughs) yeah, not even unexpected that we would have a price increase. But having that conversation can be really, really intimidating.
0: Yeah, it can, because it's like, wait a
2: second, why are you raising prices? But inflation is real, right? across the board. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, just one of the things that I've I've heard from everyone is like, I stopped styling hair in 2019. So <laughs> prior to the pandemic, you know, so I didn't have to go back after the pandemic, but everyone that I've spoken to, including my sister, um, people that I coach, people that I just kind of casually have conversations with, everyone agrees that, you know, say I was doing six clients in 2019, early 2020, doing those same six clients now is exhausting yeah between the protocols between totally we're already stressed by the time you know before we even get to work from just everything that's happened and then the clients are stressed and you know you know how the clients go it's like they sit in the chair and and they're like oh and this is going on and that happened and (laughs) and then you know from the being you know i I guess cooped up if you will For um, sure. Some people have been more demanding and more in feeling entitled. And there's there's just a lot of things that are stressing us as hairstylists. Mm-hmm. And right now there is, you know, a bit more demand than there are stylists to be able to, to take care of everyone.
0: Yeah. It is interesting because my friend was telling me, Hey, I'm looking for a stylist and I recommended a couple and both of them are like, I'm not taking any new clients, Mm -hmm. you know? So that demand has gone up maybe, and hopefully not, but maybe some stylists have left the industry to pursue other things as well. So, you know, all of that does equate down to that pricing model to make sure that everyone is fairly compensated. Um, what, what are some, you know, year over year, do you recommend a slight price increase? Like when is the, when is the best time to do that?
2: <laughs> well, I definitely recommend raising your prices each year, you know, right. it's a practice that I did throughout my career. Okay. And um, you know, when I had a salon, when I worked as an independent stylist, my particular feeling is like a lot of people like to say, you know, we're going to start the year with having a price increase, but my okay. particular favorite time of the year is just prior to the holidays. Okay. Because, January is typically a slower time in the industry, you know, depending on where you are in the country. And so having a price hike when things are slow is a difficult sell, you know, it's like a client. But I like doing it before the holidays because no one's not gonna get their hair done because the price is a few dollars, you know.
0: (laughs) That's great. And you mentioned a few dollars. Like what is the general threshold year over year that you recommend or follow from an increase standpoint?
2: Well, I guess in, in general terms, um, you know, minimum, maybe $5, $10, okay. depending mm-hmm. on what the service is and where your price point is beginning. Okay. But a lot of the people I'm working with, it's like, we're actually doubling and tripling their fees. Awesome. For the services. So right. there, there isn't like a, you know, one size fit all again. Tell me some of the services
0: that you know, it might be very obvious to you, like you mentioned, Ah, oh, I just throw in the trim or maybe I'll throw in a bonding, you know, product or treatment. What are some of those other things that stylists should step back and go, wait a second, mm-hmm. I should be charging for that. Even if it's $5, $10, $20, what do you find are some of those bolt on added services that you should be charging for?
2: Uh, well, definitely. I mean, I think that we we need to charge for everything. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's like and and we're a lot of times like, oh, it's easy to me. And so sure. I Let's can do go it. in a trim that yeah. five minutes. I'm going to go snip snip or whatever. Yeah. But it's like we're not taken into consideration Why it's easy for us. It's like one, you know, we may have with talent. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Two, we may have spent quite a bit on our education Mm -hmm. going and getting training to be able to do that. Um, There's uh, an example that um, a guy has a challenge with his, you know, sink and the water's going everywhere and he's you know, done everything he possibly can do to, you know, get this water situation res- resolved. And it's like, oh my gosh, I've got to call the plumber and he calls the plumber, you know, and the plumber comes in and goes, you know, tap, tap and turns, uh, you know, a little part of the tube or what mm-hmm. have you. And, you know, he says, that'll be $250. And he's like, $250. You were just here for two minutes. Right. It's like, Yeah, but it's like, because I knew where to tap and what to earn that your problem is solved. I love that example
0: because you're right. It's like, we would pay for that expertise. We would pay higher dollar for that expertise. So let's apply it to the expertise behind the chair, right? It's just such a natural fit. Um, What about any listeners that are like, you know what? I'm just afraid if I, I'm afraid if I raise my prices, I'm going to lose my clients. And I can't afford to lose the clients because- I was out of work for so long with the pandemic. Is it better to lose those clients than not to raise the prices?
2: Well, one is we're presuming that we're going to lose the clients. And two is that many times, most times we're not losing. I haven't even met anyone who's like, I raised my prices and all my clients disappeared. (laughs) I've been in this. Three decades of <laughs> yet to anyone who's ever even said that, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> so the thing that I work with people with is the mindset. And okay. that's what more of the training is about, is because we've got a shift in our head because it's like right. we're the ones thinking they're all gonna leave. Right. And they're not gonna leave. It's we're like one of the one of the things I had one of my stylists do which is very, you know, very good exceptional at what she does, does, you know, is doing like way too many different services, but really apprehensive about, you know, shrinking down, you know, specializing, you know, that scares yep. us as well. Um, but specialists make more than generalists. And so, you know, specializing and then talking to her clients about the pricing. So I'm like, okay, okay. just write down um, 10 reasons. Give me 10 reasons why your clients come to you. Okay. And she wrote it and sent it to me, and not once was price even mentioned.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
2: If if someone is right. just coming to you for price, they're probably not coming to you for very long because people who shop price they just jump to the next person that's cheaper. Yeah, you're right.
0: Yeah, it was interesting. I was having a conversation with my stylist and she's a specialist because I have extensions and, you know, you're locked into that specialist. You're like not going anywhere, right? You're just not. And prices raise, they go up. I mean, you're like, great. I understand because, you know, it did, it took you an hour and a half. Now it takes you an hour. Uh, save me 30 minutes. Right. Like it's the right. whole thing. And, and she mentioned, I have this client. I don't think they'll be coming back because when we got to the register, we said, you know, here's sort of the, here's the price. Um, and yes, we did charge you to blow dry and style your hair. Uh-huh. And that client was ticked. Right. Or mm-hmm. I would be like, please blow dry and style my hair. Right. <laughs> um, so that's interesting too. Like you mentioned, those who are just shopping on price uh-huh. are likely not going to be that loyal right. ongoing client that you maybe,
2: you don't even, maybe you don't want that client. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you have, if you have a majority loyal clients that come to you on a regular basis, it's like they're coming to you for more than price. Yeah, but you, you did bring up a really, really great point. And one of the things that we do, because we don't want to talk about price is we don't talk about it until yeah. it's time for them to pay the right. client. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there's often that sticker shock. Yeah. And there's that bad taste in your mouth that it's like, wow, it's like, this was a good experience until this happened. So right. I think the best surprise is no surprise. It's like, you know, yeah. before you get started, you know, it's like, okay, we've gone over everything with a good consultation or what have you, we yeah. know what we're going to be doing. Let me, you know, pop over here. And I kind of like to separate myself sometimes from, okay. from the client for a moment and kind of make sure it's like, we're covering everything. and. Yeah. It's like, okay, based on what we discussed, it's like, this is how much it's going to be.
0: Yeah. That's a great idea. I mean, just to kind of line that out in your head or on a piece of paper, do you recommend that, that, that is the process? Like, do you, do you go through and say, if you'd like, it, if you like the blow dry and style, it's an extra
2: $20. Do you literally line that out for clients? I don't do it for the clients. Okay. I'll do it. I only give them a lump this okay. is what okay. the total of everything is. I okay. don't like the piecemeal approach. Okay. And my specialty was in finishing, okay. you know, fabulous finishes was my salon. Oh, and awesome. And, um, and so I never subscribed to, you know, you can choose if you want to get the okay. dry. It's
0: like, like this is it. This is it.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. the finish yeah. Completely. Because you don't get clients from, you know, you do all that work. I was just having this conversation with one of the, uh, one of the uh, stylist that's in the program. And she was saying, you know, it's like they have an upcharge for the blow dry, mm-hmm. but then people don't want to pay for the upcharge to get the blow dry. So then she spent all this time doing this fabulous color. There's nothing to be able to post on Instagram yep. or book or what have you. It's like so a true. going out in a ponytail. So who's going to be like, Oh my God, I love your hair. You know, <laughs> that's
0: such a and- great point.
2: Yeah. And so, you know, we're like, we've got to find a way to make sure that everybody gets that so that you can. And then what was happening, you know, speaking of adding in, throwing in or whatever, it's like, they don't get the blow dry. So maybe they stand there and do some of it, but then she's going over away from another client to it's like, okay, well, let's kind of, you know, fluff this like this and, you yeah. know, put a little bend in this or right. what have you to finish it kind of for them since they just did kind of a rough blow dry.
0: Yeah. Yeah
2: oh my God, I can't keep doing this, you know? No.
0: Yeah, because you're still consulting on that, taking away your valuable time. And then the client doesn't get to see the beautiful finished result, which was the goal the whole time.
2: Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I, I mean, my favorite point is turning people to the mirror and, this, you know, like, wow, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah, no, it's amazing. That's great. Yeah.
2: yeah. With the, the webinar, I have an upcoming webinar, which is um, Level Up. Okay. Like, I don't know why I'm hesitating, but it's level up and charge what you're worth. Okay. And it is um taking you through like really three key areas um to make your pricing more confident. Okay. Because there's a lot of, you know, mistakes and things that we were making with our pricing and so it's like when we understand like what we're charging for, then we start to have more confidence in what we're charging. Right. People can't push you over as well as easy because it's like, oh, no, it's like this is, you know, this is my price. And it's based on something, you
0: know. <laughs> right. It's <laughs> not just out of my how I'm feeling for the day.
2: Yeah. It's not out of your head. You know, it's not like, you know, we just checked around. We went on certain people's websites in the area and, you know, found out what they were doing. But we go through, you know, kind of three big mistakes that, that stylists are making that are really costing them like literally thousands and thousands of dollars. Wow. And we don't realize it, the impact that it can have on our career, you sure. know, even a short career of like, say, 10 years, it's insane. And, you know, with people who may be salon owners and may have stylists who are less competent with saying the prices, um, I think think there was a study that was just done I want to say it was modern salon or salon today that was um, that went through color okay how much color money is being missed you know from us not saying how much it actually is you know just well we'll throw in the toner you know it's like we've done the highlights kind of thing we'll throw in the toner but then you know it's like when we get busy It's like, we've had the consultation. We know that, you know, we're going to add on this or throw in that and, you know, put everything together. We have another service or two that were added during the consultation. Mm -hmm. We get busy. The next client shows up. We forget to tell the front desk and all of that money just walked out of the door. Interesting. Then there's, of course, you know, like how much product are we actually using versus how much are we charging for? The client has long, thick hair. We're not charging any extra because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, well, I don't want to offend them, right? And so, you know, we're mixing up three bowls of color and applying it and charging for one. And so there's yeah. so many pieces that we're like losing, 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 losing. And it's like, yeah. how how long can we lose right on those fronts? And if you have multiple stylists, multiply that by two or three or five or 10 stylists Big. and your business is teeter-tottering. Yeah, you know? <laughs> for
0: sure. So in your next webinar, Level Up, Charge What You're Worth, are you going to walk stylists through that scenario? Yes. Okay, yes. amazing. Yeah. And and when is that webinar happening? Tell us a little bit about more where you can register and all those good things.
2: Yeah. Well, it's um, you can register at um, beautysuperstars.com okay. and it's forward slash Level Up. Okay. Okay. And so I want to help stylists to level up and Love charge of worth. And um, it's going to be on August 23rd, okay. which is a Monday evening at 7 PM Eastern. Okay. And so that would be 4 PM on West coast. Okay. Got it. And it's um, about about an hour or so. And it's like, okay. we'll go through several of these things that we're covering in here, but in more detail yep. and we'll be able to, yeah, shed, shed some light. And I've done this, you know, this webinar before and just the the level of aha moments is just insane. You know, people are like, what? It's like, I never thought of it like that. It's like, you know, it's like that much is what's being lost. You know, even if you look at discounting, say $5 and say you do six clients a day, that's 30, $30 a day, which is like, okay, well, you know, $5 isn't that much, $30 do that five days a week. That's 150 dollars. Right, four weeks out of the month, six hundred dollars. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of money. Add up, you know, it's like and and do that times twelve. You're over seven thousand dollars.
0: Yeah, I mean, I am all for a hundred percent our Salon Pro community charging what they're worth. I mean, because it's just such a special talent. And that expertise is so learned over time. And so um, it
2: sounds like an awesome webinar, like
0: one that everyone, literally everyone needs to go
2: to. Yeah. Yeah. As I mentioned, it's like, you know, within the industry, and it was one of my coaching clients that asked me this, it's like, "Well, well, where do you go to actually learn about how to price? Right. And I was like, there isn't a place. It's like, and so I just created a place where it's like, we can actually learn about what we're charging for, why we're charging, how to charge, you know, and start to have those conversations with ourselves first Mm -hmm. and with our clients, because we don't always see ourselves as valuable or the skills that we bring because it's easy that we don't see the value. And fun, right? Like we like it. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's part of the beauty of it. And And also, you know, it's like when we put our pricing in place, it's like we get to design our schedule and we get to design our career so that we really enjoy it. And so many people are like, um, you know, there's an expression, I guess, change to the chair and, you know, doing, I did a post on, you know, like all these backflips to accommodate clients, you know, you think my prices are too high. Let me lower them. It's like, oh. You know, it's like, you you can't come in during my regular work hours. It's like, you need me to come in early. Okay, I'll come in early. It's like, oh, and I'll stay late. And oh, yeah, the weekend. And oh, you're going to text me, you know, while I'm off, you know. (laughs) And there was even a post where someone was like, you know, you said you weren't available. You know, the client's saying you weren't available. And I saw you at at the Wild Wings place. It's like, (laughs) We don't get to yeah. eat no, you know. Yeah,
0: like I'm, I mean, what? Yeah,
2: <laughs> so if you wanted to go out to eat, you should have just said that. It's like,
0: <laughs> okay, we're monitoring too many areas okay. of, the, of my life, right? No, right? <laughs> exactly,
2: exactly. And, and and I find you know, it's just so hard for us to say no, and so yeah. hard for us to set the boundaries that we need to actually yeah. create a great experience because I think it's not only about elevating your prices, but about elevating the guest experience that, that comes to you as well.
0: Absolutely. Well, this has been a pleasure. I certainly have learned in this half hour more about pricing as well. I can't imagine what your webinar level up charge, what you're worth. It will be worth (laughs) to all of our, our salon professionals out there. So thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure to see you again. Um, I love hearing all of the advice that you have to give our wonderful industry. Can I share just a
2: quick um, success story? Yes, do it. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, one of the uh, young ladies that's in the luxury hairstylist blueprint, she actually just made a thousand dollars more than she had made the previous week. And we're no way, only partway through the program. Come on, and she hasn't fully raised her prices. But by making all the shifts and everything, a thousand dollars and she works three days a week. No. And she did six clients a day. Whoa. That's what I want to help others. That styles. is a pretty significant success story in case study. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. Life <laughs> That's changing. amazing. It's life totally life changing and career, and career yeah.
2: changing. I love mm-hmm. it. Look at yeah. all the good you're throwing out there in the world. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's exciting because we work hard. We're the hardest yeah. working people I know are yeah. hairstylists and yeah. it's like, we deserve to um, be compensated for it. So yeah. yes, I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. That is a great
0: tidbit. All right. So everybody head on over to beautysuperstars.com backslash level up um, and make sure that you check in on the webinar, sign up. I mean, a thousand dollars extra in a week. That's absolutely amazing. Yeah.
2: And it's just (laughs) getting started. Just getting
0: started. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Mickey. A pleasure as always to see you and thanks for everything that you do
2: to elevate our industry. Well, thank you so much, Kelly. I appreciate you. I appreciate the tease. So thank you. I learned so
0: much just talking about you know, sitting down, look at your pricing, take a look at how you're raising your prices year over year, which again was her recommendation, um, and continue to show your value and your worth. So some really, really important advice. Head on over to beautysuperstars.com. We'll put the link in the notes to her upcoming class webinar session where she's gonna be talking all about pricing and really breaking it down for all of us pros. So get out there and charge you your worth.
1: Oh yeah. We love that. And we love Nikki. So glad that you guys got to connect again.
0: Be sure to hit subscribe, rate and review, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Read the Tease, And send in questions to volumeup at thetease.com.
1: Volume Up is a Tease Media production. This episode was produced by Monica Hickey and Steven Joderand. Thank you to our creative team for putting together the graphics for this episode and to Josh Landowski for editing so you can watch and listen on YouTube.